0: Hello and welcome to the Not Just a Stepmom podcast, where we get real about what it means to be a woman raising both biological and stepchildren. We are two moms raising stepkids and ours babies, and we know firsthand how complicated things can get when expectations aren't met, when parenting styles conflict, and when our inner mama bear gets triggered. We know how challenging it can be when you're trying to meet all the various needs of everyone under your roof but we also know that sometimes one simple change is all it takes to make a world of difference. My name is Heidi Farrell, and I'm a stepmom of two young adults and a mom of three hours kiddos and creator of notjustastepmom.com, writer and stepmom life coach.
1: And I'm Ellie Marooney, stepmom of two teenage boys and mommy to three hours babies and one more on the way. We're here to walk alongside you to offer you encouragement and practical solutions that will bring clarity and purpose to your journey because you, friend, are important and your influence matters.
0: Let's get into it, Ellie, and I just want to hear right away from you. So would you
1: rather clean your kitchen or manage the laundry? You know, well, it's kinda of funny because organically I kind of already have an answer to that. I I tend to be the laundry person and for me, in a way, one I, I sort uh, our laundry in our master closet. And so I'm able to just, usually it's a time when the babies are all napping or at least one of them, or maybe two of them are. So mm-hmm. I'm able to just kind of sit there and I just kind of sort through the clothes one at a time. I actually, the only laundry that I actually do fold is mine and Matt's and the other clothes. And I also do fold, uh, my stepsons and stuff when they have like a pair of pants or something like that. But for my little guys, honestly, I sort it into piles. I sort, you know, little boys pants. shirts. PJs, you know, or shorts, you know, I kind of sort it mm-hmm. out, but I honestly, for me personally, I know a lot of mamas do, but I don't personally have the energy to fold <laughs> and things like that. So I, I take it and then I bring it into their rooms and they have little, uh, the little cube shelves and little cube bins. And I just toss them in there. And, and frankly, I, I like for them to have the freedom to go into their room. And if they want to pull out some shirt, a shirt uh-huh. that they want to wear, I don't want to get upset if they pull out all this beautifully folded laundry that I worked so hard oh. on. So I just, honestly, for so me, true. I, I toss it in there because <laughs> I, that that's one thing that I just don't have the time for, but I do, I do keep Matt and Mys laundry, you know, folded and nice and hung up and everything, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. So, but yes, I would probably pick the laundry just because it's almost a therapeutic time. I can just sort and kind of relax, but what about for you? It smells so good too. I know it's warm and yeah, it's it's nice.
0: (laughs) Well, I, I do enjoy sitting in the laundry room because I have created a little haven. I have a little lamp in there and a candle and... I just, you know, it's kind of a cozy place to be because it's by myself, but the reality is I don't get to sit down there and do laundry by myself all the time. In fact, it's Mm -hmm. pretty, pretty (laughs) seldom that I feel like I can actually pull myself away since I am homeschooling and all that. So I guess I probably would say the kitchen just because we have an open concept main floor. In mm-hmm. fact, when you come in our house, the first thing you see is the kitchen. So it's kind of a little bit of pressure on me. You know, if somebody mm-hmm. rings the doorbell, it's like, well, I don't want them to see <laughs> all my dishes and not to mention, I don't want to see it all the time because it's right out mm-hmm. in the open and we have a smaller main area. So I don't have a ton of counter space. So you put, you know, some lunch dishes on the counter. And all of a sudden it looks like (laughs) it's just five days worth of dishes piled up because it just, it's such a small space. So that Mm -hmm. actually helps me because it's not ever, I mean, every once in a while we do a huge thing or I make dinner for somebody else. And it's a big, you know, a lot of pots and pans and all that. But generally speaking, if I can just take care of that meal or, you know, do a big load of dishes once a day, or maybe twice, um, I can keep my kitchen looking pretty tidy and it helps me to have that like peace of mind because it's, it's right there. It's, you know, it's, it's so nice when it's clean. It's so (laughs) awful when it's messy, but it's one of those things where when we have a step family, there's usually a lot of people coming and going And, um, you have two stepkids that are there on the weekends and then three little ones and, and the same as us. And so, um, Mm -hmm. my, of course my older stepkids aren't home that much anymore because they're both either graduated from college or in college, but you know, there are times where we have just a lot of people and a lot of laundry or a lot of stuff everywhere and school papers that are getting dumped on the counter. There's things that need to be signed. There's books, there's. Electronics, there's just stuff everywhere mm-hmm, from every absolutely. single person.
1: I absolutely. think that it
0: can be so hard for a stepmom, I mean for a mom in general, but for a stepmom especially because there's just this never routine of mm-hmm. how you want things to be organized or dealt with because there's always this influx of people coming and going out of your home. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it's possible to have sort of a system and sort of a plan. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about today, even. Though it can be really, really always changing and <laughs> confusing. But yeah. there's there's no reason for a stepmom to have to just completely be overwhelmed by the housework all the time. I mean, we are right. all overwhelmed some of the time, right? I mean, I, mm-hmm. I'm sure you've been totally, in that position. Totally, totally. <laughs> so we're all overwhelmed sometimes, but we shouldn't be overwhelmed all the time. So exactly. let's talk about some of the different ways that we can manage the clutter and manage the, some of the chores or household duties that need to be taken care of. So when we talk about the functional part of, of maintaining a household. Um, I just want to start by saying that what helped me more than anything when it came to, um, sort of finding that balance of how often I should be cleaning and all that is literally, I forced myself into the fear of embarrassment. So (laughs) I was asked by our church, if we would host a church, small group. And at first I'm thinking, are you kidding me? I'm pregnant and I have a toddler and a preschooler and two older stepkids, And like our house is just, you know, it would just be too much of a burden to have to clean my house to that level every single week. And, but I did say yes. And I thought, well, I can do this. We, we can do this. And that first week we hosted, I was a monster. I mean, I was like, Everybody, get your stuff out of here. it was awful I mean it was like nobody was happy to be around me and of course soon as the door opens oh hello so happy you're here welcome <laughs> but I tell you what every week after that it got a little less crazy I kind of was able to maintain the piles of mail and the clutter and like get into more of a rhythm of what time in the day should I start kind of getting ready for people to come over so I don't do all this work and have it undone by the little ones or wait till the last second and all that. So every week it got a little easier up until the point where, honestly, it wasn't a burden at all. In fact, it was really good for me to have that, um, that knowledge that people were going to be there every week at the same time. And it really then allowed me to then go, oh, well, the house is already clean. So we might as well have a play date tomorrow, or I can invite a friend over for coffee. And instead mm-hmm. of always being like, no, I don't want to deal with this huge pile or this mess or this the grime everywhere. You're kind of maintaining mm. it. Have you found that to be the case for you too? Oh, my am goodness. I the only absolutely. one?
1: Absolutely. No. I mean, Matt and I always joke. I, he jokes that when people come over, I get more excited because we get to get the house clean and like <laughs> deep clean before they come. Of course, I love having people over too, but it, it's kind of a running joke, but no, absolutely. I mean, for us, for us over here with three, three and under, I mean, <laughs> I mean, literally I will sweep the floor, vacuum the floor at, you know, 10 in the morning. And by noon, it's covered in crumbs and food and all sorts of things again. And Uh Matt will come down. He works from home right now. And I'll be like, I really have been like... Tried to keep this tidy. It's just, it's amazing how much explosion can happen even in a short time of toys or food or just messes that, I mean, you're cleaning up one mess while they're making another. And so I I totally agree for, for Matt and I, what has really helped things be Um, I would just say more manageable is almost every night, not, not every night religiously, but um, usually once the kids go to bed, Matt and I will pop downstairs together and we'll either finish up any dishes that haven't been washed yet, or usually I'll go around and start vacuuming. We'll put toys away. We'll just straighten up the couch. And, um, and I know for myself, when we go to bed like that, and especially for me, when I'm up in the morning, then with the little babies, just starting the day off fresh and being, you looking around and there's at least some carpet, some clear space that looks tidy. (laughs) It's like, Oh, we're ready to embrace this day. But I know for me, (laughs) if, if we don't have that tidy up time before bed and we wake up the next morning and there's dishes to do, there's leftovers, you know, on the floor and who knows where Mm -hmm. it's, it starts me out. In a bad mood and just stressed and i find myself just trying to tidy up from the day before that day Mm -hmm. and it's it's not as much of a fun way to to start the day so i know for me i'm neither matt nor i are ocd clean freaks but we've had to work together and figure out some systems so it doesn't totally just go to pot just within a short time especially with all these littles and then and really Mm -hmm. we kind of have two different routines. We kind of have our routine during the week when it's just us with the babies. And then once the big boys come on the weekend, then we kind of integrate them a little bit more into the, into the plan of how to maintain it. And so that it isn't just falling all on Matt and I, but you know, we give them reasonable tasks to help out with. And and they're usually they're usually (laughs) they're willing to, and you know, they help out and they realize, Hey, you know, if we're Using the dishes, or if we're making messes too, we need to help out too. So I I definitely appreciate that, and I, and I really appreciate that that's on board because I know for a lot of wives, they have the stress of their husbands aren't helping with anything and they expect them to maintain a home, keep it beautiful and perfect. And, you know, sometimes, and and if they're working outside the home, I mean, it's just so much. And so for, for me, I know having a spouse, that's a willing teammate is huge. And, and I hope that any wives listening that don't have that support, maybe you can prompt them to listen to this podcast and we can just give them a little gentle, (laughs) gentle prompt to say, help out your wife. It'll be good for, it'll be good for everybody, but (laughs)
0: Uh huh. Well, and then I'm curious to know because a lot of stepmoms will mention that they feel like their stepkids just coming on the weekends are sort of let off the hook mm-hmm. from the cleaning because they're only there once in a while, or maybe they're there every other weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. And, um, Especially when you've got the little hours babies who are making this mess. Have you ever had any kind of pushback from them about, well, we didn't make this mess throughout the week. Why do we have to clean it? Or why should we have to clean up after the little boys? Mm -hmm.
1: We've definitely, I know I've definitely felt that vibe sometimes, especially around, you know, for example, dishes where they come over and- say Matt or I cook dinner, usually what Matt and I do is for us during the week, if he cooks, then I will do the dishes. Or if I cook, he will do the dishes. So we kind of trade off. And then when our, when my stepsons come, usually if, if Matt and or I are cooking, then we have the stepsons do the dishes. And I know I can feel the vibe sometimes where if, if they're having to wash or load the dishes and there's bottles, you know, there's sippy cups and stuff. (laughs) And sometimes it's gunky sippy sippy cups that we found under the couch, you know? (laughs) So, and we don't always make them do those ones, but, (laughs) but it's, but you can definitely sometimes feel the vibe of like, this was not my mess. I did not do this, but at the same time, you know, Matt, Matt, tries to help kind of coach them through that. Like you're doing a great job. Thanks for helping with this. And it kind of incentivizing them with different things of after we're done cleaning up, Hey, we'll play a game. Let's watch a movie, you know, make some popcorn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's something to look forward to. And usually o- almost always, even if Matt and I cooked and they're doing the dishes, I'll be bustling around sweeping or vacuuming. So they don't feel like they're just there being the higher help Right. that they feel that everybody's on board and really, what's amazing to me is having two teenagers and then both Matt and I, it's amazing how fast things can get really tidied mm-hmm. up really quick when everybody's just working together. And I think just feeling that synergy definitely helps morale. What about for you? Oh guys, yeah, Heidi? that's so true. Well, I remember back, like I was mentioning
0: before, when we were hosting that, um, that small group at our house once a week. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember when my stepdaughter would get home from high school and she'd see me in this flurry of getting ready for the the group in the evening and all that um, and then I would say, would you mind playing with the little ones for a few minutes and entertaining them so that I can clean a little bit. And She would always say, actually, I'd rather clean.
1: So we've done she, that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> true confession. Don't make me sit and play with these kids. So yeah, that's just part of the reality Mm of, of those sibling dynamics sometimes, but she would definitely prefer to tidy up and do some of that. And I wouldn't make her do all the major stuff, but over the years we would um, we definitely had sort of like things that were their, their chores Mm -hmm. and um, their areas, because especially when they were busy in school throughout the week, I didn't necessarily want to make them have to do something every day. That was a really big big cleaning thing. right? Um, but we did have like, they would always help me set the table for dinner or maybe clear off the table. And again, if they had a lot of homework, I wouldn't make them do the dishes mm-hmm. on the school night. Um, but you know, they just kind of take a little area, which is maybe just to help us get dinner on the table and get away from the table. But, um, then usually they would have to take care of their bathroom or, you know, the shared bathroom or whatever on the weekends, or maybe one of them would vacuum one floor and the other would vacuum the other floor or something. So it's just enough to make them feel like they were invested. Obviously they had to take care of if they had dirty towels and laundry to put those things away. And, you know, if we, if, if we as step have an area where we kind of are picky about it, or we want it done a certain way, you know, that's okay. But we didn't, we don't need to do everything. We can't, we can't handle everything. So if there's right. something that it's like, well, I don't really mind doing the laundry. I don't mind serving my family in that way, by all means do the laundry. Right. But if you don't want to sit there and fold their laundry or even deal with their laundry, or maybe they're just throwing it in the hamper and it's not even dirty. And you're like, I'm not going to wash all these clothes if they're Mm -hmm. not even dirty and they're just too lazy to put them in their drawer again, then don't do laundry. So you kind of have to figure out what speaks to you and what you can handle and what you want to delegate because Mm -hmm. you can't do everything. But, you know, like you said before, if they see us just putting our feet up, watching TV while they're having to go around and clean up all of our messes throughout the day, that's not fair either. So just right. trying to find the place where we cannot feel super overwhelmed, mm-hmm. where they're also investing and in helping out in the household, but that everybody's sort of like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. This is doable. Right.
1: I totally, totally agree. And I feel like having, or at least I know for us over here, having sustainable systems really helps. For yes. for example, this is, this is just a silly thing that we bought. We bought a cordless vacuum and I will tell you what it has literally changed my life. I feel like a cordless vacuum evangelist. Whenever I talk to other <laughs> friends about it, I'm like, you have to get one, not saying everyone has to get one, but I will tell you what, especially with littles and you know, sometimes they'll go to the pantry and unbeknownst to me, they'll get the bag of Cheez-Its and bring it out to the couch and dump it everywhere. And so we got crumbs all over the place. <laughs> And then they stomp all over it, like to make Uh a big mess. And so, I mean, for me, literally being able to pop to the closet, pull out the cordless vacuum, 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 pop it back in. it has saved me so much sanity because when we had the big bulky corded one at least for me it was such a nuisance and and i wouldn't vacuum or clean up as much as i should just because of the the hassle by the Mm -hmm. time i'm able to pop the cordless out and be done with it i would still be plugging that in trying to keep the kids (laughs) away from the cord (laughs) right right you know so i mean for me I love having things functional, easy to use and having them where I need them. I feel like having ev- even silly little things like I put the crib sheets that go to my little son's crib, I put them under his bed okay. because I realized at one point I was just putting them in our in the closet area and And I realized, you know what, why am I putting them in here when I'm going to use them in there? Let me bring it. So whenever my husband needs it, if he's changing the bed sheet out, because he wet the bed or whatever, he doesn't have to go all the way in there and maybe wake up the baby or something like that. He can just pop right under the bed, toss the other one in the hamper. And there you go. So I've been finding for myself kind of breaking out of the conventional, you have to put these things here and this Mm -hmm. thing goes there and saying, what works for me and my family and keeping our systems running smoothly and easily. For us with a busy, busy household, kids running and gunning, it's, you don't always have the luxury of time to Mm -hmm. spend hours on end, deep cleaning, making it spotless, but having things that help maintain it. Like you said, the main, the maintenance on a daily basis really helps it not just totally be overrun with, with mess. <laughs> oh, I know. I remember lamenting to
0: a friend years ago. Why do I even bother to clean up? It just gets undone so quickly. <laughs> and she just sat there and she's like, it's the buildup. And I was like, oh yeah, you're right. Because if you don't deal with it a little bit at a time, even though it never looks maybe completely spotless or the way we'd mm-hmm. maybe like it to look. But that buildup of the grime or the crumbs or the, in our case, even the pet hair and all that, like you have to maintain it. But um, this year we got um, a little iRobot vacuum cleaner. Oh, wow. Now that, I tell you what, I've always joked over the years, like I just wish I had a maid or somebody to follow us yes. around. And then it would be the perfect thing. And so we named this little vacuum, the butler. And so he, we just push the button and the butler takes care of, oh my goodness, that dog hair is its such a lifesaver for that. But, but yes, I, <laughs> I think that it. the way you're talking about the systems is so perfect for like functional cleaning. And, and I, for me, one of the big things is we've down, we've moved several times since we've been married. We've had big houses and we've had tons of usable space. We've had some houses that are just like half storage because it's just this unfinished basement. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, but in the current house we're living in, it's the smallest house we've ever been in with the least amount of storage. And so Mm -hmm. we downsized about 1100 square feet when we moved into the current house. And Mm -hmm. we were able to do that because my stepkids are not living In the house all the time. I mean, we have room for them when they come back and we have enough, you know, beds or futons or couches or whatever, but, but we don't, they don't really need like their own claimed space anymore. Mm -hmm. So when we decided to downsize and we had to get rid of so much stuff and it's a constant thing for me to kind of have to, to go through all the time and sort out our stuff because I just don't have room to store things. And yeah. yes, it's a little bit annoying because I really can't ever just relax and be like, I'll shove things in the corner and deal with them later. Cause they're just there. I can't, I can't hide from the piles. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I have to deal with piles and I have to deal with finding ways to go up instead of out with my storage and all that So it's been a challenge, but it's been good. And it helps me to stand top of things because I know that in the past I have been like, Oh, you know, what is this random thing we haven't used in forever? So at least Mm -hmm. now I know that the stuff we have (laughs) is what we need, but it also helps too with when it comes to like toys and um, when you have little kids, it's, it's so good. Just every once in a while, kind of like you said before, just to go through and, and sort things out and figure out what pieces go where, if you just dump everything into one big toy box. Mm -hmm. Nobody's going to play with that stuff anyway, because it's too Mm -hmm. hard to figure out all the pieces. Um, And also, I know I I hear a lot of stepmoms talking about um, that their stepkids just don't keep their rooms clean enough for their standards, or that they're just so annoyed because their stepchild is supposed to go clean their room and or either biochild even, and they just sit there and they're too overwhelmed. And I really, for, for us, what works is just going in there with them sometimes and saying, okay, first of all, just pick up all the clothes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Get all the clothes off the floor, whether they're dirty or clean just put them where they need to go. Okay. Now pick up all the books and put, put all the books back on the bookshelf. Okay. Now take all the toys and put them all in the toy bin that's under their bed. And so we're breaking it down or like my two little boys share rooms. So I'll say, okay, you do this and you do that. And then, Mm -hmm. okay, great. Now there's like two piles left to clean up, but it just kind of helps break it down. But sometimes I just have to go in there with them and help them out because when they're that young and and you know their standards of cleanliness are not at all what ours are, are. Mm-hmm. so we just have to go in and give them some specifics or kind of break it down so it's not so overwhelming because i know that i have stood and looked at my messy house and i've thought to myself where do i start like i don't even know right. to... so right. you know this is on a smaller scale that's how they're feeling in their bedrooms but right. i'm also an adult and i can say okay well i know that if i start with the kitchen That'll be my first accomplishment Then I can move to the hall or to the living room or to the bathroom, whatever, but they just go, this is too much. So just kind of helping them with that. And even, um, even having like a chore chart for the kids and giving them some checks that they can put in or some stickers on a daily basis. Like these are the things that you need to do every day. Here's something you need to do just on the weekends, kind of making it a little bit more understandable for their minds. The more we can be very clear with our expectations with our kids or stepkids the easier they have it in life. And the more they can even take control over different elements of their world, it's going to give them confidence and then give them a sense of stability because they know that if I accomplish this thing, then this is going to be the outcome or the reward, you know, if they're working toward a goal or reward. Mm -hmm. Um, Some stepmoms even have a lot of success By just giving each stepchild their own separate tableware and they each get one plate and one cup and they have one little spot on the shelf in the cupboard to put their stuff so that Mm -hmm. they're not dealing with a million dishes and a million cups. Cause don't you think Mm -hmm. cups, like you're talking sipping cups, but
1: cups just come out of nowhere. Oh my goodness. You are not kidding. I mean, (laughs) we ran into that where I'm like, I go to the count, the, the, the pantry where we have the cups and usually we should have, you know, 20, 25 of them. They're just the little plastic cups from Walmart but sometimes I go up there, I open it. I'm like, how are there none in here? Then I look (laughs) at on the counter on the table, every there they are. Okay. And, and that's actually something we had to talk to my stepsons about because at one point it was literally, they would go and get a drink of, of water, then go get a drink of juice, then go get a drink of milk with Mm -hmm. all these different cups. And it was, (laughs) I was literally at the end of the weekend, like, Oh my gosh. Like I am tired of cleaning up cups. So we said to Uh them, okay, get a cup at the beginning of the day. And this is your cup. I mean, we aren't rigid about it, but this is your cup for the day. And once Mm -hmm. you're done with it, if, if it's milk or something, just rinse it out, set it above the, Mm -hmm. above the sink or somewhere that we can notice it there for, for on purpose. And I think that that's really helped. I mean, just little things that have helped Tweak things so that I don't have to be triggered all the time and frustrated right. and not wondering, uh, what's what's wrong now? Like, mm-hmm. is something else going on? And really, it's just because you know, dishes are taking over the world. <laughs> so oh, I know sometimes just having those those little conversations with your spouse where you can figure out how to how to make things functional for everybody. And I and I think for different moms and different step moms, there's different thresholds. Again, I'm not O C D yeah. about it, but at the end of the day, I do love for it to be semi peaceful for us to have mm-hmm. a few minutes when we're able and just look around and be like, Oh, I love being in this space. You want, <laughs> right. you want your home to be not a Absolutely. place that you just survive in, but mm-hmm. that you can look and have, even if there's just one room that you maintain and keep relatively tidy, sometimes just having one space <laughs> that can be be yep. clean. I mean, I know for us, the, the toy room is it, it's actually right. As you come in the front door, it's right off to the side and <laughs> frequently the toys have exploded everywhere. Actually, even recently we, I do this probably once every couple months, honestly is just going through. And like you were saying, just decluttering, sorting through things. Cause I realized we had that big basket that was full of just Mm -hmm. all this random mishmash stuff that didn't even, it it would get played with if they saw it for a second, but usually they're just tossing it out to get to something else (laughs) in the, in the basket of things that they don't even know it's in there. So I I realized, you know what? what I'm, I, I'm, I'm taking my horizontal shelves and putting the cube shelves upright and I'm putting things up at the top that I don't want them to reach. You know, the magnet tiles that are hundreds of pieces or the Duplo blocks that just mm-hmm. have multiple pieces, just kind of putting things in a place where, yes, I want them to play with them, but I want it to be when we're going to take it out, have a clear space. Yeah. Then when we're done, we're going to put it back. Mm-hmm. But I realized just sorting through and decluttering, like you said, it, it just saves everybody's sanity. And, and I felt even the last couple of weeks after another level of deep, clean purging, sorting clothes I, or, or toys, it's just, it has helped so much. Cause even if almost everything that they can reach is out, it's not nearly as much as just the random mishmash of things that, mm-hmm. that they really aren't even playing with. And, and like you said, you can't even really enjoy the space as much if they're trying to just make it through the playroom to find something <laughs> it's, it's, it's so much nicer. And even, even recently, I've especially been trying to work with my three and a half year old about, Hey, if you're going to play with this puzzle, let's play with that. Okay. You're done. We want to play with the balls over here or do another, we want to build something with magnet tiles. Hold on we need to take care of our puzzles. We need to put those away Mm -hmm. first before we can take something else. And he goes, no, mommy, you do it. I'm like, no, no, no. (laughs) Come here, little son. (laughs) You made this mess. If you want to keep your toys, you need to take good care of them. And so Mm -hmm. it is not easy and it's not fun, but honestly, even recently or picking up his cars, all his hot wheel cars and putting them back in the, in the bucket basket. It just, it just saves a little bit of sanity. And I think we can groom and teach our children these things, even when they're probably even younger than we think that they're capable of doing. And, and Mm -hmm. as I see him doing that, I'm like, wow. Yeah. I need to realize you are a capable little guy, even Mm -hmm. with some small little tasks. But honestly, it ministers to my heart as a mom when I'm like, there's my little son helping me kind of keep this a little more tidy. And then, and for me, when it's more tidy, I can engage better with them as well. I'm not just stressed when trying to focus on playing with them, looking all around at the mess that I want to just go and
0: clean up right there. It (laughs) takes away our joy of wanting to even Play with them, which is so sad. It it's does. like okay, let's go sit and play a game, but I can't sit until this mess is exactly
1: gonna... yeah. Exactly. Or like when we
0: go down to homeschool, we've turned our our basement into a like half of it is this homeschool space, and so mm-hmm. it's like let's start our homeschool day. And I'm in this great mood of like fresh new day, and then I go <laughs> right. in like no, this I can't function in this space. Everybody, we're cleaning up <laughs> right exactly. But, you know, but it's kind of yeah. like if we because we have pretty much created a space for everything, which is so mm-hmm. important to have a space. I remember my dad had a, a cartoon on his workbench. Um, and it said a place for everything and everything all over the place. And it <laughs> pretty much summed up his workbench. But I think that the more we can have a, a really designated place for everything. And if that means mm-hmm. you don't have room for it and you have to get rid of it, okay, then you that's fine. Because the kids could actually help out. And we're less overwhelmed too, if we know yeah that we can actually take that pile of mail or that mm-hmm. stack of books or whatever. And there's an actual place that they can go. The kids are mm-hmm. going to be able to help out more. Our husbands are going to be able to help out more because everybody kind of knows where things go versus just like, well, there's nowhere to put it anyway. So just mm-hmm. leave it where it is. So just trying to keep things relatively organized. Now I always go in there, you know, every couple of weeks and like have to purge a bunch of stuff. Cause it still piles up no matter how mm-hmm. well we try to keep it organized throughout the week but Mm -hmm. you know there's that really there is something to be said for just the mental the peace that it brings us but also when we talk about like um the aesthetics or the um just the enjoyment of the space there's this term that I learned a couple years ago after my stepdaughter had been studying abroad in France and she had taken a weekend to go to Denmark and so I don't know I mean this term has become kind of a, a trendy word in the u.s too or mm-hmm. it, for us anyway um but it's called huga. have you heard of that hmm. term i've never heard of it before no it's h-y-g-g-e and lo and behold huh. you can search it on pinterest and find a million mm-hmm. different ways to have a huga home but mm. it's um this idea of like you know in the in the scandinavia where it's very gray and dark for a lot of the winter months and cold that you really bring the coziness into your home and enjoy being in your home and so it's kind of a, a thing over there. They have books and, you know, like coffee table books everywhere about how to have a huga home. And, but I love that already. Like, that's just something I really love having a cozy space. Um, mm-hmm. But really, when I kind of embraced this huga thing, I thought, well, I really like my first huga checklist item is going to be decluttering and like truly making a space for everything mm-hmm. so that really helped and then like when you just add some throw pillows or blankets some cozy elements with some different textures um, candles especially when it's cold in the winter but even in the summer and you know mm-hmm. all the seasons really um, having fresh smelling things and really just also taking the time to air out your house it, it makes me happy to have a fresh smelling house and um, whether you burn oils or have Um, fresh flowers or whatever it is, but just having something nice smelling in the house can really boost Mm -hmm. the mood. This is my home. This is my sacred space. And I know it's not going to be perfect, but you know, to have the main area clean and you feel good and you feel like the floors are pretty decent and all that, Mm -hmm. it just makes Mm -hmm. you feel so much better. So I know that for a working, somebody who's working throughout the day and they come home and it's like, everybody's just throwing everything everywhere, you know, you may not be able to, to maintain this in a way that you feel like would be your level of coziness or whatever. And we both have small children. We get it. Like our houses are just, we live in them. They just Mm -hmm. get messy, Mm -hmm. but the more you can just sort of embrace a few of the different elements of how you want your house to function, whether it's with the sort of like charts or routines or places for things. And then having that that cozy element that really does help make our home, our haven.
1: I just love how when you walk into anybody's home, any woman's home, you can see her in that space. And obviously the men have an opinion and Matt actually is an aesthetically has a good eye for aesthetics. So I'm glad for that. But overall we, as the women are the ones really creating this space and mm-hmm. kind of figuring out an order to it. And I feel like that's a gift that the Lord has even put in us as women to make that house a home mm-hmm. and make it a place that just feels like, wow, this is beautiful. This is comforting. This is invigorating or energizing it's, it's, but I I love that every woman's home expresses her. And so it's, I think for women, just figuring out what really, not what the magazines say, or what Facebook says to do, what do you love that makes your, your space feel like you and express your true heart? Oh,
0: absolutely. And it reminds me of a time where I had a, a friend call one day and it was also in the middle of winter. And she said, Hey, you want to come over and bring your kids? My house is a mess but it's warm. Yeah. And I thought, wow. I mean, that was, in, in fact, we we got in the car and we drove over there and her house was a little messy, but it didn't even matter because, you know, in, instead of quickly cleaning up her house, she actually threw some muffins in the oven and the house oh. smelled amazing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the, the counters were kind of sticky. There were dishes in the sink, you know, there was, she had to like kind of shove some stuff over on the Island for us to sit down but she was inviting me into her space. I didn't even care about the mess Mm. and it was just about the company. And so I know I sometimes will go, Oh, I can't have people over till my house is clean. And don't we just kind of tell ourselves like, Oh, well it's never going to happen because my house isn't clean enough. And so, yeah, we were joking earlier that that's kind of our way to get people to come in the house. But I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we just have to be willing to invite people into our chaos a little bit. we are not perfect. None of us are. In fact, I, when I have a play date or I have a friend over for coffee, I really do try to, you know, get the house nice looking, but mm-hmm. I also have done plenty of babysitting over the years for people. And I, now I'm currently homeschooling another little girl who's a family friend. And when these parents over the years come to the house to get their kids, it's like, well, guess what? We have been in this house all day. So they have seen my house clean yes. and they have seen yeah. my house a mess and they've seen it lived in. And it's just what it is. And, and we have to stop telling ourselves that we have to have a perfect house or perfectly decorated or Instagram worthy right. or like, or completely updated kitchen or mm-hmm. whatever the case may be before we can have people over, we're missing right. out on that connection right. of just the, the, the company of others. And, um, and that's part, partly the mindset shift is really to kind of go, what is my goal here? What is, what do I need? Like you mentioned before, we all have a different level of tolerance for what our house looks like. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to sort of have a different idea of what cluttered means. And that's totally fine. We're all unique. But if we want it a certain way without necessarily going crazy, like I did at the beginning when I was, you know, barking orders at everybody to get the house clean. <laughs> um, if, you know, we don't want to necessarily go to the point where everybody's saying, well, why are we hosting this stupid life group? Then if you're going to just make us clean all the time, it has to be a balance. And I, I figured out that balance eventually, you know, it took me a while, but we have to get to the place where um, when we actually do the chores, we're, we're able to maintain it in a way that, okay, you know, this is, this is a blessing to be able to serve my household. This is a blessing to be able to host people. It's not going to ruin me if I have to get up and and do these chores or clean the bathroom or whatever. But if we can sort of break it down a little bit more each time we do it, um, it really isn't so hard. In fact, I have kind of a mantra and this is, this is my mantra. If we get kinetic sand all over the table or Play-Doh is all over the floor, or we have a paint or whatever, you know everything or we we've renovated a lot of this house and so that you know whenever you renovate it gets completely messy before it gets better and there's just stuff everywhere but sometimes when i'm standing in the middle of this mess like oh my goodness how am i gonna deal with this my mantra is everything can be cleaned like everything yeah. can be cleaned we can we can take it one thing at a time everything can be cleaned we can't do it all i mean we would love to be able to just snap our fingers and have it be done, but that's not reality. The reality is it can be done one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And no matter what stage of life you're in, whether you have little kids or big kids or grown stepkids or, or maybe you're working all day long or you're home all day long, it doesn't matter what stage or season or whatever you're in one thing at a time. It can all be done. It mm-hmm. may require a big decluttering weekend or getting all hands on deck, But it can be done, your house can be your home, it can be your sweet safe haven.
1: I love that, Heidi. I love that so much. And I I especially love the part where you said, you know, inviting people into our space, even when it's not perfect. And I think as moms, as stepmoms, just as women in general, I think there's so much pressure on us. Like you said, to be Martha Stewart, to be Susie Homemaker, to have things decorated perfectly or whatnot. But I realized that we actually had my sister-in-law over the other day and like the one shelf, I, I hadn't had a chance to decorate or put anything up there yet. So it was just totally bare. And, um, I, I, earlier in the afternoon before she came, I was like, Oh no, I need to f- figure out something to put up there, whatever, whatever. <laughs> but then she came over and we just enjoyed being together mm-hmm. and we were just all chatting and having a sweet time together. And I realized maybe she did notice it. Maybe she didn't, but I didn't ever see her eyes look up at the top shelf and feel any sort of judgment. Not that she ever would. She's the sweetest person in the world, but it's, sometimes we beat ourselves up yeah. and even assume that people are going to be judging us about things that Really don't matter. Mm -hmm. And really having that warmth in our heart, and just having that, just the connected and openness where you can have this quality conversation people in, not that you don't want it to be a beautiful place to be, but in terms of priority, if your heart's going to be stinky, but your house is going to be beautiful, you know, people are going to be like, Ooh, you know, Mm -hmm. "Hmm, this was not like such a great time. I really didn't have a good time. But when your heart is able to stay soft and you can be connected and, and for us as women, just to be open and raw and real, like my life is not perfect. We have tons of messes. We have clutter different places. You know, we, Mm -hmm. we would love it to be perfect. And I, I know I have this subconscious fantasy in the back of my mind that one day I'll have all the baskets organized, everything, sorted, <laughs> everything in its perfect home and perfect place. But even in recent months, recent, you know, just even in the last year or two, having to realize, you know what, but I wouldn't trade what I have and the beauty of having this family of seven for the world and yeah. this is the delight of my heart and you know what sometimes the priority is not perfection and not even like I really crave perfection I like order mm-hmm. but just realizing there is such that balance of you know prioritizing what really is important and I think you know kind of what we're saying is setting up your home in a way that's sustainable and maintainable so that you can enjoy it and not be enslaved to all either all the stuff. I mean, some, some women listening, you might need to hear, maybe it's time to do a deep purge. And sometimes I know for myself, when I do that deep decluttering and deep purging, I almost feel it's, it's almost cathartic. Like sometimes it's, it's layers of even emotions of, wow, I'm willing to get rid of this. I, but going through all my clothes and getting rid of stuff that I've had for five, 10, 15 years that I haven't worn and won't wear. Probably not. Just, right. it, probably not. I mean, I'm post baby, you know, baby right now. So, yeah, I, mean, I know exactly I'm, what you're talking about. I still have that pair of jeans I'm holding on to just in case. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I was able to give, you know, a huge, humongous, you know, trash bag to, to one of my other sister-in-laws. And, you know, I was able to be like, not that I'm trying, to give all my junk to her, but <laughs> Hey, I hope that these can be a blessing to you. If you can find some things that work for you. But for me, I know going through and clearing it out was just like, wow. And now for the most part, I, I'm, I know I can do another round of purging with it, but now when I look at all of the pants, clothes, dresses, shoes, stuff like that, it's stuff that I actually like and stuff that I actually do wear. And it's so much easier. Cause I'm not like, Oh, like this is taking up all the shelf space. And so I'm having trouble stacking it all up. It, mm-hmm. it just makes it more orderly and I can enjoy it more and not just feel like it's a chaotic mess when I look at it. But. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And this
0: has been so nice to just talk about kind of the different ways you and I do things. And I know that everybody has their own way of, of managing their households but if we've maybe said one thing that would inspire just maybe a slight change just to bring that much more joy to your life then and then try it just try something this weekend or Mm -hmm. or try something with your kids or your stepkids and and get them involved get your spouse involved try to make your house a place where you can feel like you actually belong and you want to be there and you don't just want to shut the door and and run for your life so you know when it comes to our our mindset sometimes just keeping a mind of keeping a heart of gratitude can go a long way and remembering that this house is a blessing even if it's not exactly how we want it to look this family it's a blessing even if they're driving us crazy or trying trying our nerves and this is a way we can serve our family we can be the hands and the feet of Jesus even when it's hard even when we're tired but just that one thing the next thing and the next thing God sees that even if it does, even if it gets undone right away, God sees our heart and he knows that when we have a cheerful heart, that is so much better than just living in this angst and agony all the time. So I hope that you're encouraged by what we are talking about today. Send us a note. We'd love to hear from you. If you have a suggestion for another topic, we'd love to hear from you as well. And please don't forget to subscribe.
1: do us a favor and subscribe and leave a review. Um, That helps make it possible for us to reach even more women like you. And even if you want to leave some topic suggestions or things you're walking through that you want us to address, we would love that as well. Um, And finally, if you're looking for more tips and resources, be sure to check out notjustastepmom.com for blog posts designed for moms and stepmoms, as well as Heidi's ebook about adding an R's baby. In fact, As a special thank you gift for being part of this podcast community, you will receive 25% off her ebook with the code PODCAST21. We are so glad you joined us today. You matter to us, and most importantly, you matter to God. He sees you and wants to walk you through your daily struggles and joys. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you next time.